this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true and living God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Get to know more of God's word and wisdom for your life as you listen to Pastor Elliot Nee Lante Lante. Now, here's today's message. knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on the throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the, of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you, you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other disciples, other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless this word. Father, as we come to your word, we ask that you would bless us. Speak to our hearts and Lord, teach us. Oh, talk to us. In the name of Jesus, have mercy on me and use me as a vessel to speak. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. The book of Acts starts very powerfully with the Acts, with Acts chapter 1. Jesus living uh, and he gave instructions to his disciples. He gave instructions to the apostles. And he told them to wait in Jerusalem. He said, don't leave, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of my father. And says, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you will be my witnesses. In the verse 1, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, and you shall be my witnesses. Hallelujah. The verse 8, it says, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the mission of the church. It has not changed ever since Jesus said it. It is still the same. Hallelujah. You will be my witnesses. It means you are going to give proof. It's like going to the court and being a witness. You, have, you are sending a proof. You are sending an evidence. You are giving expression and you are saying that, you know, I saw this thing happen here. So you are giving evidence to the judge and the judge will be able to make a decision based on what you are saying and on the law and all that. Amen. But, but he says, I want you to go out and be my witnesses and be my witnesses. And Jesus knew very well that this will not happen unless they receive the power from the Holy Spirit, unless they receive the Holy Spirit himself. There are so many obstacles before them. And Jesus knew very well that they will not make it internally on the inside of them. They had obstacles in amongst them, the obstacles outside of them. There were obstacles they were supposed to face. Hallelujah. I see it as if Jesus, as if, as if in Genesis, when God has 
God formed man and did everything. And, you know, he went to the ground and did all that. And finally, he had to put his breath in man for man to become a living being. It seems as if this is what is happening here. Jesus has formed the disciples. He has trained them. He has fashioned them and all that. But they would not be a living church without the work of the Holy Spirit, without the breath of God amongst them. Hallelujah. This is something you would want to run off and begin to do. But Jesus says, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And so they waited for the Holy Spirit to come. Hallelujah. And when I compare the early church and what they faced, they faced so many issues. And I think we are also going to face so many issues. We face so many issues right from the beginning till now. And even now in our time, I, my heart just breaks because I can see the church suffering. I can see the church going through so many things. Hallelujah. Right at the door, when the disciples began to preach and all that, they faced persecution from the outside. In Acts chapter 4, they saw the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees opposing them. They gave them a threat and they told them, don't preach anymore in this name. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 5, they faced an eternal corruption where the church was, was faced with deception. Ananias and Sapphira wanted to, to, to deceive the church. And, 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 and right from the beginning, deception was already at the, at the breath of the church. Acts chapter 6, we see discrimination. We see injustice. We see um, the Grecian Jews and the Hebrew Jews complaining that, that one is not being treated fairly. This happened way before in the old church, in the early church. They had divisions amongst them. Uh, others were saying because we are Hebrew, others were saying because we are Jews, because we are great, um, Greece or something, you know, we are Gentiles, others are saying we are Hebrew, and all this stuff was going on. And today, we are faced with serious divisions in the church also. Hallelujah. We are seeing black and white, and the question is coming out very, very powerfully, and, and, and I always tell people, I thank God so much that Jesus was not a Westerner. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I, I thank God so much. I, I think God is so wise that he went in a different way. Amen. But, but the church, as Jesus said, was for all nations. It was not just for the Jew. Neither was it for the African. Neither was it for, for the European. Neither was it for the American. It was for all nations. Hallelujah. And right from the beginning, they were facing this. In, in, in chapter, chapter 7, they began to see persecution, serious persecution. Chapter 8, they began to see fake brothers. There was somebody called Simon the sorcerer in, when Philip went to preach in Samaria. And this guy wanted to buy the, the gift of God with his money. And today, many are working, many are in the church who are fake brothers, who are using the gospel to make their own money. Amen. And it says in here, it says in here that they were able to overcome him by the work of the Holy Spirit. And then they continued again in chapter 9. We can see, we can see um, Paul who was persecuting the church. Chapter 10, we can see um, um, Peter who wanted, who did not want to go to the Gentile. And God had to use a different means to speak to him, to go to the Gentiles. We are going to look at that story uh, in a little while. So the church was faced with different, different, different issues. Chapter 13, we see Paul preaching, and we see a, de a demonized sorcerer who is trying to stop him from preaching to the proconsul. 
And you can see there were so many obstacles before them. Brothers and sisters, today we have these same obstacles. We have demons, we have divisions, we have deceit, we have fake brothers, we have threats from authorities, we have anything, we have persecution. The church is still faced with the same thing. But the question for me is, what made the difference in the lives of, the, of these disciples? What made the difference in the lives of these disciples? What made the difference in the early church? And, and somehow I found the answer in the text that we're reading. I found the answer in the text we're reading. In the verse 16, in the verse 16, he says, but this is what, the verse 16, the verse 16, Acts chapter 2, verse 16. And this is what, and this is that. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah. And I can see the whole text we read divided into these two main parts. There is a this and there is a that. There is a this and there is a that. There must be a this about the church to point to the that that happened in the olden days. To point to the that that happened 2,000 years ago. There must be a this now in the life of the believer that points to the that of the cross. Hallelujah. If not, the church will not survive. Because we have a message. Jesus has told us to go and bear witness of him. Bear witness of the resurrection. Bear witness of the cross. And you can see Peter boldly declaring this very here. But before that, there was a this. There was a this. And Peter placed his hands on the this. He says, this thing you are seeing here is something that was spoken of. It's something that happened. So he begins to explain the this. And he says, even that this was a prophecy from from the prophet Joel. But, but you can see along the line, he switches from the prophet Joel. And he begins to talk about the prophecy, the old prophecy that happened even before the creation of the world that God had a plan to save mankind. Hallelujah. There must be a this that we point to and say this one, this thing that is happening is because of something that happened in the past. This thing, this life I am living it's because of something that God did in the past. And we cannot omit or, or relegate that this now. Jesus knew that. And Jesus knew that we will not succeed as a church. We will not succeed as individuals if we omit the this. We like to preach and talk about the that. But you know what? There must be a this. There must be a this. So you look at, look at the, the, um, um, the apostle Peter taking up the this issue. And the verse 16 if you look with me, verse 16, it says, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what was spoken. And, 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 and that this must be happening now. There must be a this about our lives that is happening now in our lives for people to access a question. You can see that the disciples always responded to a question. They responded to a question. And sometimes we find ourselves without a this. There's no this. There's no present fruit. There's nothing happening. There's no manifest presence of the law that points to the cross, that points to something in the past. Hallelujah. You can see Peter. Peter is just going through the this with them and he's telling them. He says, no, no. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. 
And the last day is God raised, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. You, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit on, on, in those days. And they'll prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs on the earth below. Hallelujah. Blood and fire, billows of smoke. The sun will, turn, will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Therefore, the coming of the great day of the Lord, before the coming of the great day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. There was a this about the lives of the disciples. Amen. And he's talking about prophecy. He's talking about what, what, what will happen when the Holy Spirit comes. He's talking about dreams and visions. Hallelujah. He's talking to us about signs and wonders. These things that can break through the barriers, that can break through the obstacles of the church. And we need a this now. There must be a this about our lives. Hallelujah. Something that is visible for somebody to see. Something that is visible for somebody to attest to. And ask the question, what is this? What is this? They must ask that question about our, about our lives. They must, ask, they must ask that question about the church. They must ask, what is this? There must be a fruit that is coming out of our lives that makes them ask, what is this? And when they ask that question, we can point to the cross. We can point to the that. We can point to something that happened in the past. Hallelujah. I was reading through and I could see Peter. Peter was, Peter in Acts chapter 3, he walked by the, by the beautiful gate. And he saw a man who was there, who was begging for, for, for bread, was begging for money. And Peter said, you know what? Silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I will give to you. He says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And Bible says that he saw in his eyes that they had faith. So he lifted him up. And the man stood up. And Bible says, everybody there saw what had happened. And they knew that that man was the man who used to sit by that gate. And so, they said, what happened to you? They said, what happened to you? And they all came around. And it was a time of prayer. Can you imagine a prayer that has been dis disrupted? A prayer that has been distorted? <laughs> a prayer time that has been messed up? And, and everybody is coming. Everybody is looking at Peter. Everybody is looking at John. And they are wondering, what is going on here? And, and P Peter tells them, this thing you are seeing is not of us. Why are you looking at us? I said, we have done something. He says, this thing you are seeing is about Jesus. It's about the man you crucified. It's about him. And so, the oh, Bible says that day, many others gave their lives to Jesus again. Hallelujah. There was said this about the lives of the disciples. And you can go on and on and on in chapter 4. There was something about the love of the disciples. Something about them that was, that was, that was intriguing. Something. People were gathered. Can you imagine all the nations that gathered? All the, Pastor Jack printed the, the, he printed the, the bulletin for me. You can, he, you put all the nations that gathered in that day to listen to the sermon. And can you imagine people from Arabs, people from wherever, whites, uh, blacks, wherever. They were all gathered. And Bible says that they were eating, sharing their meal, sharing their possessions. They were sharing everything together. And eating with sincerity of heart. There was a this about them. 
There was something that was attractive. There was something that was pulling everybody to them. And Bible says that because of that, God added onto the church. God added onto the church daily. There was something nice about them. Hallelujah. I remember a neighbor. One day I just parked my car and I just came out. And a neighbor stopped me just in front of the building. And he said, you know what? I want to talk to you. I said, yeah. So I came close to him and he was like, you know what? Um, I don't know what you guys are doing here, but um, I feel like it's like a church and all that. I said, yeah. And then it's like, I see a lot of young people, like 150, 200 young people, like a lot of young people. And um, I've realized something about them. They always come out and they're always joyful, laughing, smiling. I've never seen that. He says, what, what kind of people are they? Where are they from? Where do they come from? And it's like, they come from different places. We are from different places. And it's like, really? How, what, what do they eat? Why, <laughs> why are they so joyful? Why are they so happy? I'm like, I don't know. We worship. We worship the Lord. And it's like, wow. And, and he was so shocked. He made a statement to me. He said, if, if, <laughs> if the nationals of this country, if you have young people like that, gathered about 200, he says, you, you will see definitely fighting. You will see robbing. You will see stealing. You will see something. He's shocked that young people of this age can gather. And there are many. And there is no trouble in the, in the neighborhood. I was so blessed that day. I was so pleased. And I, I started thanking God. I said, God, please thank you. Thank you for giving us a testimony. There's something that makes somebody ask a question about us. And, and Peter was pointing to that thing. He was pointing to the work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 10, we saw, we saw Peter who would not want to go to the house of the Roman general. Can you imagine a Jew who has to go to, the, to a centurion, a Roman who, who is, a, who is a, an opposer to the Jews? And he will not go. So the Holy Spirit had to do something. The Holy Spirit brought a vision. He saw animals. He said, unclean animals. He said, kill and eat. He says, no, I cannot kill and eat. No, kill and eat. No, I cannot kill and eat. And before he realized, the people were at his door. The Bible says something so beautiful about it. The Bible says that, and Peter, these Gentiles, Peter had them as his guest in his house. Romans. Gentiles. Hallelujah. It was so powerful. And so, you see, Peter made a statement in that place. And I think we need that statement today. Peter made that statement today. In Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, Peter made a statement. Peter said, verse 34, Acts 10, verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation. God does not show favoritism. He accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel. Announce the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Hallelujah. He says, you realize God does not show favoritism. No, no, no. We need to. How did he realize that? He realized that by the vision that the Holy Spirit showed to him. He realized that. If we are going to overcome the issues they overcame inside of them, is amongst them, out of them, we need to come back to the this. We need a this in our lives. Hallelujah. In the life of the church. Paul went to, to, to talk 
to the proconsul in Acts chapter 13, you can see Paul speaking. And Paul was narrating and was talking and was talking. And as he was talking, the Bible says there was a sorcerer, Elimas, who was by the side of the proconsul, telling him, oh, don't mind him, it's a lie. Mm-mm, I forget. What is he talking about? Mm-mm. And then Bible says, then, then Paul, Paul, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 13, verse 8. Elimas, the sorcerer, for that's what's his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight in the, at Elimas and said, You are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now, the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him and globbed about, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul had been speaking, 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 explaining the cross, explaining how David, explaining, explaining, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, 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 I hear you, fine, yeah, yeah, continue, keeps explaining. He did not believe. Until he saw the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. He saw the power of God on the enemy. Who is the devil? Proconsul believed. He just believed. For he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Do you see? He sees at this and now he's amazed about the teaching of the Lord. We are trying to teach about the Lord without a present day this. There must be a this. A present day this about us. I know, I know, I don't, I don't want to talk so much about the Holy Spirit, you know, because, because yes, 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 I know you have a book about the Holy Spirit in your house. I know it is somewhere in your shelf. Somewhere, you know, we know about him. Jesus told the disciples, I have told you about him, but they have not yet experienced him. And many of us are very comfortable with just knowing about him, but not experiencing him. Oh yes, and I don't want to talk to you about theology and salvation, soteriology, whatever logy, Christology, whatever, because you know all of that. But today, we are so much in need of the fruit. We are so much in need of the manifest presence of God that breaks the barriers, that breaks the discrimination, that breaks the, the attack of the enemy, that breaks the, the deceit in the church that breaks false, false prophets and false speakers. We need so much. I think our hearts need to begin to desire that this that, that this that Paul, the this that the apostles, the this that Philip had. We need that this. We need that move of the Holy Spirit amongst us, brothers and sisters. I feel so heavy. And I was telling the Lord, I was telling the Lord this morning, I was, I was looking at the church. And I was weeping. I was weeping on my bed. And I said, God, you know what? We have missed it. We have missed it. There must be a balance. You know, there are many churches that talk about the, the, the that. The that. Yes, the cross. Yes, Christ. It's true. And there are many churches that have the this, but not the that. We need both at the same time. 
We need to have the this and the that at the same time. Please type and tell somebody you need to have the this and the that at the same time. You need the this and the that now. Hallelujah. We need to hear from the Lord. We need to have visions. We need to have dreams. We need them. We need to have prophecy. We need to have words of wisdom. Hallelujah. That breaks these barriers. That breaks the things that the church is held bound to. We need them now. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, we need them. We will not come out by ourselves. Peter begins to deal with the text. He begins to deal with Jesus now. There are three things or four things I'm going to mention very quickly. And I'll conclude with what he says. He begins to look at Jesus now. And the first thing he says about Jesus is that Jesus was said about long ago. It was God's determinant plan right from the beginning, before time. Hallelujah. Amen. The verse 22, Acts 2 verse 22. Jesus, we need to have the right theology. Yeah, we need both. Yes. I'm, 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 I've, I've seen many churches that, has, that have this, but without the that also. Yeah. And I've seen churches with the that without the this. We need it now. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts 2.22. Acts 2.22. He says, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan. And for knowledge, you, with the people of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. It's amazing how, how, how the will of God works with, with men. <laughs> how, the, how men do something, but, but it was God's plan. Hallelujah. Yeah, it is God. Jesus came to fulfill an old-time prophecy. And, 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 and you, can see, you can see Paul... You can see Peter just going up to the level of David and the prophecy that was given to David. But the whole book of the Old Testament is filled with prophecies, types, and scenarios about Jesus. And all of this is, is given to us as, as a testimony that Jesus came to fulfill prophecy. Hallelujah. It's one of the things we have to understand. It was said way before. Long ago, before the creation of the world, God planned to give his son to us. Don't ask me to, uh, to explain all that. I don't know all that, but it is true. Hallelujah. God planned before. God planned before. So one of the things he deals with is this very thing, that Jesus came to fulfill prophecy. His death, his death was a prophecy, and he fulfilled it. And God attested God attested to us, he witnessed to us that this man is the man by the signs and miracles that he performed, which was all said about him. The next thing, the next thing he talks about, the verse 32, the next thing he talks about, let me start from the verse 30. He says, but he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that that he was not abandoned, um, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead. 
nor did his body see decay. The verse 32. He says, God had raised this Jesus to life. And we are witnesses of it. Hallelujah. We are supposed to speak about the resurrection of Jesus. He says, we are witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. Exalted him to the right hand of God. And he has, he has received from the Father the Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. You can see Peter tie in the this to the that. The this to the that. What you are seeing was said before. What you are seeing was done. It was Jesus. Hallelujah. He's always tying in together. And, and the third thing he says here, the third thing he says here, the verse 36, he says, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. This is very difficult for us. We like to have Jesus as our Savior, but not as our Lord. There's a difference between that. There's a difference between having Jesus as your Savior. Somebody can save you, but he might not be your Lord. And we like to come to Jesus and say, you know what? I give my life to Jesus. Jesus, have my life. Oh, save me. Jesus, do this for me. Jesus, do this for me. Jesus, do this for me. Save me. Provide for me. Help me. But we forget that this Jesus is both Savior and Lord. What does it mean to have a Lord? <laughs> what does it mean to have a Lord? What does it mean? Even if you are a, a maid or a servant in the, in the house of somebody, what does it mean? What does it mean to... Do you wake up and have your own plans? No. Can you wake up and say, you know, today I'm going to eat. I want to... No, no, no. You have to wake up and find out what is my Lord saying. What does my Lord have to say? Jesus is both Lord and Savior. In fact, he is Lord before Savior. Hallelujah. And Bible tells us when we come and we confess our sins and believe that he's, you know, God raised him from the dead, he says we confess him as Lord and Savior. He's our Lord. We can't just wake up and say, I want to do this with my life. No, no, no. You have to ask your Lord. You have to ask your Lord. If you've known what it just means even to have a boss, a certain boss, <laughs> a type of boss. Hallelujah. You can't just wake up and do whatever you want. I've been in the military before, you guys, and I'm telling you, I know what it means to be there. Yeah, to have a senior, to have somebody, a supervisor. Even if you are anywhere, they can call you back. <laughs> anywhere, they can call you back. Hallelujah. You have a Lord. You have a Lord. Jesus is our Lord. Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, he says what? He says what? Make Jesus set Jesus apart as Lord. Set him as if he is Lord. He is Lord. But you have to what? Set Jesus apart. Yeah. It says put in your heart revere Christ as Lord. It's like separate God, separate Jesus in your heart as Lord. Because sometimes, although he is Lord, although he is Lord over the earth, although he is Lord over everything, he may not be the Lord of your life. And that is where it comes in. People were following Jesus one day. Jesus turned around and says, do you know what? If you come after me, you must not love your mother, your father, your wife, your children, even your own life. And you must take up your cross and follow me. In fact, in the Message Bible, he puts it very nicely. In the Message, in the message Bible says, you know what? If you come after me, you will not be the conductor. 
You will not be the driver. Jesus says, I will be the driver of your life. Oh, I love that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I was in school. I was working. I was doing this and doing that. You know, and the Lord told me, you know what? Leave all that. Go and preach. I said, what? You made me go to school to preach? No. He's the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last thing he says here, last thing Peter says here, very quickly, verse 38. Last thing he says here. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. This is touching. This is disturbing. He says, repent. This is our part. We have to repent and be baptized. Repent and believe. Yes, this is our part. We repent and believe in the Lord Jesus. But there's a part that God does. That is not just one. It is two. The first thing he does is he gives us forgiveness of sins. And we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The, 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 the gift of the Holy Spirit is always tied in to salvation. I don't know somehow. Somehow we've left that one. Somehow we've left it. Somehow we talk about the forgiveness of sins. But Peter, Peter could not leave it out. It is tied together. The forgiveness of sins and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The workings of the Holy Spirit. Because the believer will not be a believer without the Holy Spirit. He can't live the life of a believer. Although he's forgiven, he can't. Forgiveness is justification. It gives us a right standing with God by relationship with Jesus. But expression of our perfection cannot happen without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, so Peter ties it together. Peter says, you know what? And you will receive. And you will receive the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, please, don't just take the forgiveness of sins and leave the Holy Spirit you will not make it. The church will not make it. We will not make it without him. We need the Holy Spirit. No. No, we can't make it. Peter, Paul went to, to, to Ephesus in Acts chapter 19 and he, he saw the believers. He said, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Acts 19 verse 1. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? And he said, we've never had anything like the Holy Spirit. He says, oh, so what baptism did you receive? I mean, what kind, what kind of believing did you believe? But today, many people give their lives to Christ and do not even know. Paul considered them not to be baptized. Paul considered them not to be yet Christians. He said, like, you believed, but what did you believe in? What, into what were you baptized? They said, John's baptism. He says, no, John's baptism was just one of it. You need the full thing. Hallelujah. We will not make it without him. We needed this now so that we can tell about the that. If not, it doesn't matter the job you are doing. Anywhere, anyone as a Christian is supposed to be engaged in this work of telling about Jesus, being a witness. And we will not make it because we'll be left with our own prejudices. We'll be left with our own condemnations and discriminations. We'll be left with our own ways of seeing things. We'll destroy the church. 
we will destroy the church. Even what the Bible says, we'll not even be able to see it well. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to pray. I want us to pray. I want us to ask the Lord for grace. I want us to ask the Lord for a new desire. We, we, we need to ask him for something and say, you know what? God, I think I've just gotten one side of this thing. I don't have the other side of it. I, I, have, I know about you. I know about the Holy Spirit. But I don't, I don't really have, I don't really have encounter with him. I don't, I don't really, I don't really work with him. I don't really understand what this is. Help me, Lord Holy Spirit. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, help us. Father, help us. Ooh. I'll finish with what Paul says in Acts chapter 20. Acts 20, verse 24. Thank you, Father. Acts 20, verse 24. So Paul asks, he says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying, testifying to the gospel of God's grace. This is all of our work. We do this in different places. Some of us do it in the church. Some of you do it in the embassy. Some of you do it in the, in the school. Some of you do it in different places. But we have the same job. And we are supposed to be testifying to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will not make it without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Our lives will have, will have to have an actual this that makes people ask a question. That makes people ask a question. That gives us opportunity to tell them and to testify about what Jesus has said. Please stand with me and let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord, Holy Spirit, help us. Oh, yes, Lord. Fill me. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Oh, come and quench the testing of my soul. Oh, bread of heaven, oh, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, oh, fill me till I want no Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Fill my cup, Lord. Let's sing it. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench, come and quench. The testing of my soul. Bread of heaven. Oh, fill me till I want 
of heaven. Oh, heaven. Fill me till I want no more. Yes, Jesus. Fill the church along. Oh, yeah. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Thank you, Father. Father, please, I pray that there will be a desire in our hearts. A new desire, Father, for what this church was like. That we desire to be as this church is, as this church was. As what you began with. What helped them to overcome all the difficulties. To overcome their own difficulties. To overcome the difficulties amongst them. To overcome the difficulties outside. The Holy Spirit. He said we should wait on you. We should wait till we have the power. Till we are, till we are baptized with you. Till we are clothed with you. Lord Holy Spirit help us. I pray Lord Jesus that you pour a new oil on your church. Lord Jesus I'm not just praying for RIC. I'm praying for the church. The church in Africa. The church in America. The church in Asia. Lord Jesus, the church in our part of the world. The church of RIC. The church around Morocco. Father, pour a new life. Pour a new life, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Breathe once more, oh Lord. Breathe once more into us. As you went down and you laid yourself down on Adam. Oh, and you breathe into him the breath of life. Oh, let your presence be manifest again amongst us. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray individually for our lives. Let our lives, O oh Lord, be filled with a presence. Let our lives, O oh Lord, be a place where the fruit of the Holy Spirit is manifest. Where the gifts of the Holy Spirit is manifest, Lord Jesus. Father, deliver us from just being content with, 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 all, with just what we know. Deliver us from just being content, Lord. With knowledge and not experience. Bring us alive once more. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. We wait on you, Lord Jesus. Help us. Help our IC. Be this model of that church. As we go through these teachings, Lord. May we not miss what you are telling us. May not just be a Sunday preaching. May not be just a sermon we have heard. May it be what you are telling us. What you are telling us to do. May we learn to wait upon you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
this and we'll just pray for the offering. Father, we thank you so much for providing for us, O oh God. Father, we thank you, O oh God, that indeed, O oh God, Father, that you provide for your children daily, O oh God. And Father, we are just so grateful as we give to you our offering, O oh God, Father. We give with a heart of gratitude unto you, O oh God, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by today's message. Connect with Pastor Elliot Lamte on our Facebook page, Family of Champions International Ministries, and join our service live each and every Sunday on Facebook. Now we commit you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Stay blessed.